0: Welcome to Stop Overthinking, the podcast for overthinkers, people pleasers, and perfectionists who want to feel calm and confident enough to handle whatever life sends your way. I'm your host, Krista Odegaard, a women's life and mindset coach, lifelong educator, and recovering perfectionist. Welcome back to the Stop Overthinking podcast. This is episode 39, talking about work-life balance. So this is another topic that comes up a lot the entire year goes on, but definitely as people are reexamining goals and values and resolutions as we are going into a new year. So like last week's podcast, where I was talking about knowing your values and priorities to set your goals, this topic also has a lot to do with your values and your priorities. But I am also going to offer to you seven ways to think about work-life balance, as well as this whole topic of what is balance as a whole. The first thing I want to suggest is it's going to look different for every single person. I like to imagine the the balance for me is kind of like a teeter-totter. So it goes up and down, and it's not necessarily equal all the time, but it's not slamming one side into the ground constantly with the other. That might happen, but it's finding that, mm, You know somewhat of a balance there's some sway back and forth between those things so it it isn't necessarily that it's an equal amount of time i put together help you maybe decide what that work life balance would would be for you and for me it's not just work and life is a priority to me as well and my mental health my emotional health my physical health and so that's a piece of it too might get wrapped up into some of those but you get to decide and that's number one is to know your priorities and knowing your priorities and knowing your values most people would say well you know it's my family it's it's your job or different pieces but in the sense of knowing your priorities does your schedule reflect your priorities does your budget reflect your priorities and so those are the pieces in terms of knowing those priorities, and then the second piece of that is scheduling it, budgeting that way, and following it. So that's that's the piece where a whole lot of people miss. And when you dial in on what those priorities are, and it might take some adjustment to be able to shift things around, but that's where a lot of stress comes from people's lives is simply that they're saying their priorities are one thing, but they're living over here. And then there's this gap in between and that tension of not living in alignment with how they want to be. So that is the very first piece is being able to identify, like, what are the really important pieces in in my life? And this is going to look different depending on what season of life that you're in, whether you're little kids or older kids or an empty nester or you're really focusing on your career, that there's going to be different pieces. I was talking with a new mom the other day who's just going back to work and for her trying to figure out like. Nursing is is a huge priority for her and being able to put that in then schedule it So that's that's a priority for her at this point in her life It's not going to look that way necessarily years down the road But that is right now and so you can't expect those things to just happen a lot of times there's that disconnect between my family is really important, but all of my time and energy goes into work And how can you bring that more into alignment and those are things that we would talk about more in personalized coaching but know your priorities and then schedule your so that's kind of one and two right there knowing your priorities and scheduling number three stop comparing when uh, I forget who the quote is by but comparison is the thief of all joy and that is certainly true for many things And when you are looking at this person is able to do this and this person, whether it's more time or more money or the things that they do for their kids or the, you know, Pinterest worthy dinners or decorating for the holidays or whatever that might be. And that maybe is a priority for that other person. It doesn't have to be for you. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that if you are not wanting to go all out on, and if that's somebody else's priority, it doesn't mean that it's wrong, that it's not yours, that you're doing something else. So social media, I think, has just exacerbated this so much, and so you get those snapshots into other people's lives that you maybe never would have had before, and it's easy to get sucked into that. But when you are dialed into your priorities and your values, you'll be able to recognize and be like, oh, yeah, that's nice, but, I mean, it looks nice, but I'm not gonna put that time into it. So it doesn't bring that guilt or that doubt or that would've, should've, could've kind of kind of thing into it because you know that you intentionally allocated your time differently. That is number three, stopping the comparison. So finding that work-life balance. And then number four, is kind of with the comparison, but to stop should thinking. So this might be comparison or it might not, it's that should, like I should be doing this differently. I should be spending more time with the church group. I should be um, spending more time working out. I should be taking better care of my parents anything that it can be and as soon as you put shoulds in there the doubt creeps in the guilt creeps in lots of time for shame and we just you spin and it's just not a useful train of thought in any way so again back to knowing those priorities if you know what those are for you it's easier to when those shoulds come in to be able to think you know is that re- is that just a thought that's kind of passing through my mind or is that something I truly need to think about later and then if it is something you want to think about later you can so recapping know your priorities schedule and budget your priorities stop comparing so that's three and number four stop the should thinking number five is then all or nothing thinking. We get on this path and if you think about balance, again, finding that balance, when we go to all or nothing, it's like one extreme or the other. And, you know, I talk a lot about perfectionistic thinking lately because that's so common for so many women, but it's this thought of if I can't do it a hundred percent, I'm not even going to try. And it might be something that that is important to you. Like, I really want to start eating better, but I'm not going to cut out, you know, all sugar from my diet, so I'm just not going to bother. And so you're going from this, you know, extreme end when there's so many places in between. Or I'm not going to um, do any form of exercise because I don't have 45 minutes a day to dedicate to it it doesn't matter, you can break it up into a five-minute chunk here and there, or it might just be a couple days a week, you know, that I can't, I can't run a committee, so I'm not going to participate in any way on these different groups. And so there's lots of ways that this can show up, and just remember that little tiny increments, whether it's effort or changing a habit, just a little bit adds up over time, and we often forget that. So it doesn't have to be that you have to go all in and it has to be perfect and you only have one shot to do this. And so ditch that thinking and just remember that I'm going to give myself opportunities. I'm going to give myself as many chances as I can to be healthy. I'm going to give myself as many chances as I can to be the kind of parent that I want to be or to be the sister that I want to be or the friend that I want to be or whatever it is. And it doesn't have to be one extreme or the other. All right. So we are uh, wrapping up. I've got two more. And this last one that com- comes into play, two of them are kind of connected together as some of these others have been, is other people's lack of planning doesn't have to be your emergency. And so if you are looking for this work-life balance and you are, imagine again, that teeter-totter. And so we're having an imbalance and then you have some other kids on the playground like whacking ball you know, trying to throw balls at you and and knock off one side or the other. And if you allow other people to kind of dump their issues on you, um, whether it's because you're, you're people pleasing and are afraid to say no, or that you're afraid to hurt somebody else's feelings or that you're a fixer and a problem solver and so people know that if they don't do things they can just count on you to pick up the slack and get it done all of those kind of things are what I'm talking about when other people's stuff gets taken on by you and so again really important to know those priorities I keep going back one of the first things that we do in coaching is is to start having that conversation because you see it gets woven into everything that you do. Don't let other people derail you. If you want to, that's completely different. If you want to help people, if you want to support them, if you lovingly want to do these things for them, that's not what I'm talking about because that probably fits in with your priorities and your values. It's this unexpectedness of taking on other people's burdens that throws your balance off because it just becomes one thing too many. Now there are going to be times when life just happens okay so this isn't people-pleasing or being the problem-solving it's the you know the hurricane that just happened and wiped things out for people it's a health diagnosis it's a unexpected job loss when something just happens and you have to react to it and being able to stay in some sort of balance understand that's going to be a time where things are in turmoil and you don't have to beat yourself up when things shift but also being able to pivot because you do have to expect that there are going to be situations that are going to happen that are out of your control. And so being able to pivot and react and maintain some sort of balance in the other aspects of your life is a really important skill to have. So being able to know how to pivot, expect that there are going to be those challenges, and and I'm using the word pivot because if you think about pivot, it's like one foot stays in place and the other one is, is moving around. That foot that's staying in place is anchored on your priorities and your values and that you can pivot around them, but you are staying grounded in those priorities and values. And that is what is going to help you maintain some sort of balance or to recuperate and have that balance again within the next season of your life. So, I'd love to know what you think of this and if there are any other things that you would add to this list, so I'll do a quick recap. Know your priorities and values. Um, Schedule and budget according to those priorities and values is number two. Number three, stop comparing uh, your life to other people. Stop using should as a way to measure how you are doing and what should and shouldn't be doing. So that's number four. Number five was to eliminate the all or nothing thinking and remember that just little bits of things add up over time. Uh, Going into number six about other people's lack of planning or other people's problems don't you don't always have to take them on and our last one number seven is knowing how to pivot with what's crucial right now what do i have to deal with right now but keeping my foot on that home base whatever you want to call it that is your priorities and your values so have a great Thank you for listening to the Stop Overthinking Podcast with Kristen Odegaard. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone else who would benefit from the message. To learn more about working with me and links to social media and free resources, head over to my website, coachwithkristin.com. That's Kristen spelled K-R-I-S-T-E-N. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss future episodes. Have a great week.